0: I'm Rachel Poley here with Ari Maglin, and we're your hosts for the Merry Writer podcast. We're on episode 106, and this week's question is What are some tips for writing a series? Before we begin, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss a show. And if you enjoy this episode, please give it a like,
1: write a review, and share it with your friends. Now, please help us welcome author Kate M. Allen to the show. Kate, thank you so much for joining us. It's great to have you on the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here, ready to talk about writing. Awesome. Uh, Would you like to tell us a little bit about your writing background before we begin, like how long you've been writing, when you started, things like that?
2: Yeah, I was always a big reader as a kid, and that just morphed into writing, which I'm sure is true for a lot of writers. You just sort of start with your love of books, don't you? Um, I was lucky enough when I was an adult to sort of get a job in writing. I used to write for a hairstyling website. So all about hair articles and I know a lot of useless information about hair color and haircuts. But yeah, that finished a few years ago. And so when that finished up, I thought, well, that's it. I'm going to start writing for myself. So I took it a bit more seriously and I launched a blog about five years ago and started writing a series that I've been thinking about for like 20 years now. And um, yeah, I've just been working on that and seeing how that all goes.
1: I can't believe your blog is only five years old. I have been following it for ages and it feels like it's one of those staples in the blogging verse. Oh, thank you so much. Everyone goes to. So the idea that you've just said it's only five years old, it's like, seriously, only five years old. Wow.
2: Yeah. No, I think because because I started doing, um because I was working in doing the, writing the hairstyle articles for the job that I had, I was used to sort of blogging and that was sort of why I thought, okay, now I'll do a writing blog because, you know, I like blogging and I'll just transfer it over into doing writing and all that sort of stuff. And, yeah, and so I've just sort of carried that on and, yeah, thankfully people like it and I have um, regular readers and things like that and I've met some great people. Like that's how I met you, you know, through the blog and things like that and, yeah, a lot of my writing friends and even the beta readers I have I found through the blog. I have to
0: like go through your blog um because I didn't know you prior to this. Ari was the one that brought you on here. And um I hadn't really taken a look at your blog before, but I definitely need to go through it with a fine-tooth comb because it looks like you have a lot of great stuff on there.
2: (laughs) Uh, Thank you. Yes, yeah. (laughs) I just write sort of what I want to learn about at the time. And that's sort of the post that I write. And then it's just um been really nice that obviously other people are looking for that content too. (laughs)
0: yeah yeah well that's the thing it snowballs yeah and it's it's funny that you started writing for a hairstyling website because that's that's kind of what I do now I am I I'm a content writer for a few different websites and I'm a ghost writer for a few different websites so most of like I have a lot of useless facts about dogs and reptiles (laughs) and gardening (laughs) of all the things (laughs) Yeah, it's a very but, good, interesting mix of topics there. <laughs> yes, yeah. But I mean, it's it, the learning curve of it is so fun. Like I enjoy yep. doing the research and things like that. And it really does. It helps out with your with your writing skills, even though it's not necessarily creative, but it does. Yep. It all ties together. It does. Yes.
2: Yeah. I don't think I would have been brave enough to start a blog if I hadn't been sort of doing it for a while sort of professionally.
0: And also, so you have had your book series in your head since um, 2001, you said, right? It's been a long time. I have been writing my mystery series since 2011 and I'm still on the first book. I have like most of the series planned out for the most part and um, I'm still writing the first book. So I totally know how it feels to be working on the same project, the same, like, long project for such a huge amount of time. Yes,
2: yes, that certainly, um, it feels like it goes forever. And then you think, can I even think of other characters and other stories after this? But I guess I'll find out soon enough.
0: (laughs) Right, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You just got to roll with it. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) So with all that said, I'm going to dive right into the topic, which, again, we're talking about writing series. So for the first question, do you plan the full series out in, ava- out in advance when you start? No, I do not. I
2: wish that I did. <laughs> um, yeah, no, definitely total pants are here. So I'll just start with an idea or maybe like a scene that's in my head or even a sentence sometimes. And I'll just think, all right, I'll start writing this, see where it goes. Um, and yeah, for writing a series, I guess it's good to get the first couple of drafts down like that. Um, but, yeah, you can sort of, I guess, run into trouble if you haven't planned, I guess, to the end and things like that and because, you know, you can start with the idea and then get about halfway through and then realize it doesn't really go anywhere. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so it's certainly helpful um, to plan. Um, yeah, I would definitely recommend doing that if you can. But um, obviously, if you sort of start out with it, the idea is Um, plan as much as you can. But also, like, I also like to just write see where it goes. And, you know, a lot of other people write like that too. And there's nothing wrong with that either. But, um, yeah, definitely learn to um, make a lot of notes (laughs) and change things when you sort of, I guess, be adaptable to changing things. So I'm having some issues now with um, the third book. I'm into the third book now. The first two are already published. So I'm on the third one now. And I had written the third one probably three or four years ago um, but now I'm up to the editing it and just sort of um, I guess I had in my head the way it should have been and now that I've given it to a few beaters it's sort of like some aspects of it aren't really you know sort of like um, as good as I thought they should have been when I had planned it and written it a few years ago so and I was trying to sort of I guess stick to that idea because that's what I'd had planned out you know what I mean um but then as you're writing it you realize no things do have to change and so I guess you've got to be open to that as well so planning and changing and just being adaptable to it all I guess
1: I'm going to be annoying and just throw in another yep. question <laughs> because as you said you you're mostly a panzer and you don't you didn't plan out the whole series to begin with which I, I'll admit it's like I I planned the the first book and most of the second book and the third book of mine is is a lot looser it's it's not really it's very fluid very fluid um but have you found because it takes however long it takes to write from book one to book two to book three that by the time you get to the third book you almost feel like your writing's different have you found that at all
2: yes definitely yeah definitely um yeah certainly especially if you had been doing it for years Yeah, definitely your writing would get better over that time. So even now, like my um, first two books came out in 2020. So that's been two years now. And now if I looked at them again, I would probably write them completely differently. You know what I mean? Like not the actual story itself, but the style of writing and all that sort of stuff would probably be completely different. And yeah, so yeah, definitely as you work on something, you learn more tricks and things like that and you learn how to just do things better. And um, yeah, certainly... I would think, like, if you are writing a series and you have, I guess, the chance to write it all at once and sort of get the consistent style in there, sure, I would recommend that if you can do it. But, again, you might not ever release the books then because it takes you 20 years to do that, you know what I mean? <laughs> so at some point you really do have to go, no, I'm going to release them now. It doesn't matter. And then hopefully, yes, you do get better as you go and hopefully the readers go along with that and, you know, they understand that, yeah, maybe looking back the first book might have been a bit weaker but then they do get better as it goes on because you've gotten better as a writer.
0: Yeah, yeah you have to embrace the growth, but also exactly, yeah. hope mm-hmm. that you don't look back at that first book 10 years from now and cringe.
2: <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah, there's always the um, fear of that, isn't there?
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I think that's part of the reason why I've been stuck writing my first novel is because I I don't mind the change. I welcome like how the different ways that I can write it and things like that and all the editing but I get nervous that I'm gonna write myself into a plot hole like oh, yes. if if I publish this one and then I'm on book five and I realize something happened in book three that now I need to like fix it or change something in book five and like that's what that's what freaks me out so for me personally with my series like I didn't necessarily plan the full series out in advance, but I, I get, I agree with you about pantsing it because you just kind of want to write and go with the flow and see where it takes you. But then, on the other hand, there are these little questions that you're like, if I, if I do this, what will the consequence be later on? But you can't really plan for that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess you
0: could if you did set, sit down and like plan the full series. But even as you write the series the outline is more like a guideline and it it's going to change over time yes definitely yeah so it's that's, tricky
2: yes that's kind of what I was trying to say earlier what I was saying about me. um but yeah definitely yeah yeah certainly when you get into the series you can do that where you've written yourself into a plot hole and I found that I um because I had written sort of four rough drafts there's four books I'd written sort of the four rough drafts of these books so I, By the time the first one came out, I sort of know how the series is going to end and all that sort of stuff because I've sort of roughly written it. Um, But then, um, like I said, I'm having sort of some trouble now with the third book simply because same sort of thing plot holes. And I found that I also tended to write the same sort of story. A little bit in some of the books and so then some of the beta readers were kind of like didn't you do this sort of in the first book it's a bit repetitive now and then I'm kind of like oh crap so now I've got to think of something new (laughs) to fill that in and that's sort of the biggest trouble I ran into so that's why I think where planning helps with that (laughs) because um, I was sort of yeah pantsing my way through the four books and the drafts that I have for them I didn't really realize that I was sort of repeating some of the same sort of events and storylines in all of them. And now I have to sort of fix that because, yeah, you really can't have the same sort of thing happening, you know. (laughs) But at the time I hadn't noticed I was doing that, you know what I mean? It takes other people to sort of point that out. And then you go, oh, okay, yeah, I really do need to fix that now.
0: (laughs) So, you know what, in a way you kind of were planning out the series just by writing the first draft of each book, like you were kind of planning it out, even though it wasn't like You know the post-it notes on the wall like actually sketching everything out and outlining it like you were you were semi-planning it you just were doing it in a different way and and um having other people read it so yeah that's that that works
1: yeah I have to say that thing where you said about like repeating sort of same story elements and things I have done that not within the same series to be honest but I've like hit a a moment and then moved on to another story because I'm I'm one of those annoying people that bounces hence why I am still not getting anything finished (laughs) and then I'll be through and then like maybe I'll go back to something I wrote like four years ago and I'm like oh that sounds vaguely familiar That, that section there reads really oh shit it's in and then you realize you have these things so sometimes as you said it's like you either need to leave a long space before you go back and notice it or you need somebody else to see it otherwise you're just gonna we're just so blind to those things okay so we're gonna move on to the second question which is do you wait for the first book to be completed before you move on to the next now that obviously can be the first draft or it can be whether you go you know fully edited or what like just tell us how the first book is before you move on
2: um, yes no definitely some sort of draft <laughs> I don't think it matters if it's the first draft or the fifth or whatever but yeah definitely some sort of draft I think you need to have in place so you do know where you're going with the next book <laughs> yeah otherwise you do run into those sort of problems where you've sort of either run out of ideas or you are repeating things and things like that but um, yeah definitely um I would certainly have some sort of draft done before you get to the next story <laughs> at least that's the way my right of brain works anyway I need to yeah, at least sort of know kind of where I'm going what I'm done to sort of get on to the next idea
0: well it's also too like I feel like you need to know the ending yes because otherwise how do you like if you didn't finish the first book and then you went on to the second book and I you know what I'm gonna like completely um derail this and say that when I was writing mine, I actually did start my second book before I finished the first one because I got sick of writing the first one. So I started moving on to the second one because I had ideas for it. So I just started rolling with it. Have you ever done that before? Have you ever like started to try to write them out of order, but then you realized I, I better stick to the timeline order? Well, actually it
2: was, um. there's a scene in the second book that was actually what gave me the idea for the whole series. <laughs> and so it was sort of that idea that kicked it all off. So sort of the first book was really, sometimes I felt like it was something I had to get out of the way to get to the second book because that's, for me, where the story really started because that's where the idea kicked off <laughs> sort of thing. Um, yeah, so definitely, um, yeah, if it, I think you just sort of go with it if you really maybe not write the whole thing, but certainly I have notes and pages and pages of notes <laughs> of for all the different books, because things will pop into your head—different scenes, different bits of dialogue, just different things for stuff—and so that's why I think it's really important to keep notes on all of the thing. And yeah, you certainly can jump around within the books and stuff like that, but I I can't write out of order, <laughs> and I even like will write you know from scene one to scene wherever. Like I can't jump around within a book either i need to do it linear and just go from start to finish (laughs) but again that's the way i write i know other people are different um but yeah certainly i would um definitely yeah definitely put down ideas and just outlines and things like that across the whole series as you're going (laughs) because you will have ideas especially as you are writing it and yeah you could be on book one and then suddenly think oh what am i going to put in book five you know what i mean (laughs) and things like that um yeah definitely notes for them all but yeah i personally can't write until I'm on each book
1: yeah I feel like I might be the only writer we've ever spoken to who does jump around because I don't right. write linearly and I don't write in chapters I write in scenes and I and I saw this in something where someone made a comment that people who do this jumping around is because we want to write the juicy scenes. And yeah, that's not me. I I don't jump around and just write all the juicy scenes and then have to like do that boring tie-in in in bit where it's all like, oh, have to segue from this scene to the next. I will write boring scenes. It's whatever scene is in my head the most. and It doesn't have to be the really good like climactic ending or, you know, the oh my God reveal or anything like that. Um. Wait a minute, where the fuck was I going with this point <laughs>
2: <laughs> Jump it around yeah. when you write.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so that was one comment about the fact that I see obviously everyone seems to write linearly but me and then the other point you said about how ideas are always coming that is something I've noticed there's been a few other writers I've spoken to who are very much a, oh yeah I just write book one and I don't even think about book two like at all and I always find it really strange because when I write a a story I find that when you're putting certain you know things will come up as you're thinking you think, oh that'll be a good scene and then it almost gives you a segue into book two where you think ah this will be a foreshadow within mm-hmm. book two so then you put a note and then you've put the thing and it surprises me that people there are people out there who just it's almost like nope nope I can't look at book two at all I just have to do book one I can't even think about any notes because then as you say it's like you come into book two or book three almost like completely blank page, no idea where you're going, and then you're having to try and pull things from book one to move you along. So I never understood that people did that. This was just a point. I don't know where I'm going. I'm just (laughs) spouting rubbish. But, yeah, that was a thought. I just wanted to share.
2: No, no, it is a good point, yeah. I I can't think like that either. Like I said, I can can do notes and stuff. I can't write it. (laughs) I can't write all over the place, but I can certainly do notes and be thinking about what's going to happen in future books and things like that, yeah.
0: Because otherwise, you're going to forget about it. Yes, exactly. Yes. I, I feel like so many people talk about writer's block, but not enough people mention about how we have so many ideas to keep track of. And yeah, I don't. I don't know how people can do that where they can just like focus on the one book. Because I, I, I'm the same way. I like Ari. I jump from book to book. Like I'll start writing one book and then I get like tired of it and I need a break from it. So I start writing a different story idea and I just bounce back and forth. And I don't understand how some people can start a book and stick with it. Um, If it's in a series and you write linearly, that's a word, then (laughs) yes, I I can see that. But like I bounce from different series. I can't just... Like write book one of this series, book two of the series and go on. Like I have so many different series ideas planned that I just bounce back and forth between the different series.
2: Yeah, no, I'm not that kind of writer. It's like my brain just goes, no, this is the idea you're working on. Just stick to this. (laughs) Well, within the series. But like, I certainly, I jump around if I get stuck, I guess. Like if you are on a scene that's really just not working, you don't know where it's going and all that sort of stuff, then I will sort of maybe move to another scene that I do want to work on just to get that bit of, you know, writing mojo back. (laughs) But um, yeah, I don't jump books ahead or anything like that. Yeah,
0: Yeah, it's not, I don't think it's a good idea to. I mean, granted, if people work, best like that then yeah more power to you but uh, for me as someone who tried it it doesn't work (laughs) it's not a good idea you're just going to confuse yourself in the long run yes
2: well that's another thing especially when you are running across some years for a series yeah just trying to remember all the details and all those Mm. things
1: yeah (laughs) yeah
0: it's you know they're in your head for so long and then and then it gets to a point where you're almost done with it but then you're you're too attached at that point it's been in your head for so long. You've been working on it for so long that you're like, well, I don't, I don't know if I'm ready for this to be done yet. Yep. Have you ever felt like that with any of your books?
2: Well, I haven't actually written any books outside of this series. <laughs> and so when I do finish it, you sort of do think oh can I write something else I really hope I can (laughs) especially because I don't really like I do have other ideas for things but I've never actually sat down to try and work on anything else so I guess um, in the next year or two when I do finally finish this series it'll be the big test of whether I can actually find something else yeah yeah. um hopefully I can Um, that'd be nice yeah hopefully
0: (laughs) hopefully you're not too too attached to your characters No,
2: no. I think when you have been working on something for so long, you are ready. Especially when you do sort of, I guess, get to the end of a series and you do, you know, wrap things up. It is easier to let go because you know, hopefully, you finished it the way you wanted to finish it, and yeah, so it'd be easier to, yeah, move on after that.
0: Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Like once you have a clear ending, it's like almost like the characters know that they're they're ready to be done. So therefore, you're yes. you're ready to let go. For sure. <laughs> So since you didn't plan this series out in advance, how do you exactly deal with the consistency throughout all the books? Um, Series Bibles.
2: Yeah, So basically, you just need a lot of notes, other big notebook. I've got um, a notebook that I do write down stuff in, and then I also have um, Scrivener, which I use as well to sort of put all the notes in as well and keep them more than the little corkboard bits which are my little organizing heart just absolutely loves <laughs> but sometimes I um I do have the notebook to write down to you because sometimes I think when you're looking on the computer screen all day you know you just need to sort of physically write something down and just sort of get it out of your head that way and things like that um, but yeah definitely a serious bible is sort of the best thing you can do <laughs> and if you can start from the beginning even better <laughs> because then you just, yeah, starting from the start, there's not a million things you've got to try and remember to put in your series bible (laughs) so that, yeah, when you are sort of three or four books deep and you need to suddenly remember what the characters were wearing at the end of the last book because it continues on in a different scene in the next book, you can just look it up instead of, you know, having to scroll back through your your manuscripts and things like that, trying to remember these sorts of things. But, yeah, no detail is too big or too small (laughs) really to put in there.
1: I have to admit, I love... um series bibles i call it a world book and i i build mine Like well, you said you've got to start early because it's so silly the things you forget like oh the type of currency this specific realm uses compared to this or the titles of these royal family members compared to these ones things like that that may only come up in small amounts but it's still something you know for a fact some reader will spot if you get it wrong and mention it in all their reviews so you kind of <laughs> have to be on top with it So I have to say, yeah, especially if you're writing anything fantasy or sci-fi based, it's such an important thing to have. But that's especially.
2: Sorry, go on, go on. I was going to say, especially if you are making up your own world and doing a lot of world building, you also need to remember what what you've written down (laughs) and what you've sort of said is happening, you know. And, um, yeah, so if you are in a series where you are going, you know, multiple books deep, um, sometimes you might not reference something until, like, five books in and you might have only done in the first one but you do need to remember those things because like I said some people will pick up on that and they'll say well you know and that'll also give you some like you know your plot holes and things like that and yeah no one likes reviews and people go oh there's so many plot holes in this you know what (laughs) (laughs) I mean so yeah certainly yeah the bible certainly helps with that and yeah any little detail really (laughs) like
0: yeah so when you create this series, Bible, you, you mentioned that no detail is too small, which I totally agree with. So do you keep a list of characters? Yes, definitely. Definitely. And especially because yeah. I don't know sometimes, um,
2: especially when you are sort of panting it away and you're just writing, sometimes, you know, you throw a character in there and you'll just put like some ridiculous name because you're just trying to keep writing at the time, you know what I mean? And so you've got to remember to either switch out that name or, mm-hmm. or um. You remember what it was, you know. You might have only um, mentioned them once, but then you might have to mention them later on, and you got to think, well, "What the hell was that? Did I name this person that was in there once?" And, you know, and they need to be in here again, and things like that. But um, yeah, definitely characters, description of characters. Um Certainly, you might have, you know, in the first draft written someone, you know, I don't know, brown eyes or whatever, and then later on realize you've changed it to blue eyes, <laughs> and didn't realize, you know, so stuff like that. Yeah, little. Even I even put um, in my characters, I like to give them different um, clothing, you know what I mean? So they're all got a yeah. different sort of style. So you got to write down things like that. Like this person always wears dresses or this person always wears jeans, you know, just stuff like that.
0: Yeah. yeah no, I, I like that. I was asking mainly because I find it funny. I don't know if either one of you have ever done this before, but there was a time where I was editing one of my novels and I noticed that I had the same character, but two different spellings for their name. (laughs) And it went back and forth. It's not like for the first half of the book, I spelled it one way. And then the rest of the book, I decided to change it and it was spelled a different way. No, no. I, the two different spellings were interchanged like throughout the entire
2: thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I totally understand that. No, I did, I did. I had I had one um character which um, I think was spelled with a C, and I ch- or it was uh, was either spelled with a C, and I changed it to a K, or was spelled with a K, and I changed it to a C. I honestly can't remember right now, but yeah, that was that sort of thing. And then yeah, half my notes are with the other spelling, and then yeah, certainly um when they were first in the book, yes, the spelling was different and all that sort of stuff. So now I totally totally understand where you're coming from, but that's exactly what you need a series by before for when you do make those little changes and you've forgotten because it's been, you know, six months since you looked at something and yeah.
1: After talking about characters, names and everything, I have a really bad habit of I'll write the story and then halfway through, I'll be like, you know what, that name's just not gelling. It's usually not a main character, but it's it's a side character enough that they're in it and then I'll change it. And there's one in the blessed I've changed three times. And if you read through the draft, it's like sometimes it's spelled this way because I'm writing scenes, not linearly. So some, some scenes will have this name and another spelling and another spelling. So I'm forever having to do the kind of like find and replace all of this. And then you have to hope that their name isn't like the big, you know, part of another word. it <laughs> suddenly starts changing all these other words and you're like, that's not what I wanted. And the other one is I'll have a character's name and it won't dawn on me that it sounds like, you know, I think I had Kyler and Skyler in the same book and it only until they started talking and then it's like oh damn that sounds really awful but I hadn't twigged it because I had them in separate parts of the book and then when I brought them together it's like oh yeah that that's just that's so bad that's so bad
2: yeah I try and have a bit of a rule with characters names where they don't start with the same letter if you can avoid it or they don't sound too similar because for exactly that same reason because sometimes you just think, you know, you, as you're writing, you just pluck a name out of there and think, oh, yeah, I'll go with that. And then, yeah, you might look back and go, oh, wait a minute, this sounds exactly like this other character's name and you don't realise it until later on. And then hopefully you're not too attached to it so you can change it. But, yeah, certainly I've read books too where sometimes it's been like a million characters and same thing, they all have very similar sounding names and it does get very confusing. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I actually just go down the alphabet because I do the same thing. I try not to have the characters similar names and I also have um, don't want them to start with the same letter or the same sounds or anything. So I'm like such a dweeb and I go down the alphabet. I do- It's not like sometimes a name will just pop up in my head and I'll be like, oh, this is a good name for this character. But for the most part, I'm like, OK, you're going to begin with the letter A. You're going to begin with the letter B. <laughs> and I just go down because it helps me keep track. <laughs>
2: Uh, that's what um those um sort of the baby name sites are really good for you know you mm-hmm. look up names yep. like that and a lot of times i'll look up um i might have a character's name and then i'll look up the meaning behind it and then it'll be like perfectly suitable for that character and you think oh that's a really good name that i picked there because yeah it just perfectly aligns with who they are so yeah sometimes it's good when it works out like that
0: <laughs> it does i it's funny speaking of like the baby name websites and stuff i am um, i bought a baby name book like years ago when i started writing. Uh, I don't know, one of my novels, and um, I bought it, and the cashier, (laughs) Ari, I bought it, and the cashier congratulated me, and I didn't know what to say, so I just said, thank you, and I walked away. (laughs) I was like 14. I was like, oh,
1: thanks.
0: (laughs) Add that to the most awkward things to happen as a writer. (laughs) Forget the search history.
2: (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. When you're looking at poisons and
0: things like that. <laughs> yep, I ha- I bought books of those. I have I have um a book of poisons. I have a book about forensics and things like that.
1: As long as you don't buy those books at the same place at the same time, because then yeah. it starts to get a bit weird.
0: Oh no, I did. I bought them at the same place at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're on somebody's watch list, is what you're saying? I, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I almost bought a book of weapons at that time too but I decided to save a little bit of money and I put that book back so could you only imagine
2: yeah that, that may, might have been what kept you out of jail
1: or something I was just something you said and it, it twigged a little out for obviously you have beta readers you knew you were writing a series when you started so when you were asking your beta readers did you have to sort of let them know that you were writing a series because I would assume to get the best out of a beta reader you'd want someone who'd read all the books because obviously by the time the second book came out you'd want someone who'd read the first because it would carry on do you let your betas know it's a series and what how many books to expect or is that something that um you didn't even think about because I'll be honest I have never thought of that and then just as you talked about betas even though we've talked about betas before I'm like oh damn yeah, you might need someone who's willing to—not to, willing—that sounds like you're forcing their arm, but someone who is happy to read several books in a series.
2: Yes, no, that's that is a good question, actually. Um, yeah, no, I certainly didn't think about it at the time. Um, I am lucky that my beta readers are a um are people I've known for a few years now, and they are happy to read it continually, and like they write different books too. Actually, I haven't actually read for anyone who is writing a series, um, but yeah, they have different books and I've read their different books as well. We sort of swap the manuscripts and things like that. Um, but yeah, no, I certainly never, obviously when I gave it to them, I said, this is part of a series. And I suppose if they didn't want to read it, they wouldn't have. Um, at the moment, like I said, I'm on the third book and I've got two new beta readers who I haven't worked with before. And um, so I've sort of had to say to them, this is part of this one you're going to read now is the third book. So I can send you the first two to read if you want to read beforehand. Um, But if they didn't, then it's also interesting to sort of get someone who hasn't read it before to see whether they can sort of pick up the story and just sort of land right in it and then actually have it make sense for them but um no they were quite happy to read the other two books so I still haven't found anyone who hasn't not read anything yet um but yeah so they're currently reading the first two for when I give them the third one um but no yeah I haven't had anyone who sort of said no I can't do that that's too much of a commitment or anything like that so which has been really good Um, yeah and it is yeah certainly much easier having people who have read the other ones because they can help with that consistency and they can say to you you know like they have you already did this storyline <laughs> in the first book. It's too much, you know, stop repeating everything. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> That's actually a really good point. Cause it, you're right. It is a huge commitment. So it's nice that you, you've able to find like people that are willing to, you know, sit with you throughout the whole series, but that actually brings up a follow-up question in your series. Can anyone just pick up in the middle and um, keep reading it or, Do you think your series works better if somebody starts with book one? Um, Because you know how there are some series that like you can start at the beginning and just like go through the motions of the book of the series or there are other times you can pick it up in the middle, but it'd be good to start at the beginning so that you have a good idea of the characters, but you're not necessarily lost. So like, what's your thoughts on that? Like, how's your, how does your series work? Do you, do you prefer people start at the beginning or does it help if people start at the beginning or how does that work? Uh,
2: well I think it certainly helps if they start at the beginning I think more because then they know the characters better (laughs) um yeah obviously you try and write it so it is a standalone story but there's also the um I guess overall arc that would run throughout the whole series like everything obviously um, I have the four books so everything's building to the fourth one (laughs) so there will be references to the fourth book in the first book but readers might not know that until they get to the fourth book you know what I mean like I know it because I'm writing it and I've made sure to put some references and things like that in there but um it's not necessarily obvious to a reader they might just be reading going okay that's a bit of information you know I know it in this book but then yet later on it means something in another one but you won't know that till you get there (laughs) but um yeah each book definitely has its own storyline in it so I guess you could just pick it up and read it and certainly um I've made sure if I am referring to some other event that's happened you do write it so it's like a bit of a reminder so also for people who have read it before and might have you know it's been a year between books so they you know can't remember every single detail so obviously you put that in there to remind them what had happened and it could be for someone who hasn't read the other books to go oh okay this is what they're referencing and this is why they're referencing it because it's something that's happened in a different book and they might not have read that book um I'm not aware of anyone who has sort of maybe picked up a second one without having read the first one. Um, but I don't know. People can do that, I guess. <laughs> uh, I'd like to think that they're not so confusing or anything that you wouldn't know what was going on. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a hard balance to get, but it's certainly a balance you should try and do as a writer, you know, to have um, a storyline that's just for that book, but then also can reference past books or future books. Yeah. Does that make sense?
0: No, 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 it does. I I like that. I like that answer because I, I always prefer whenever I pick up a series, I always prefer to start with book one, even if you can read them on their own. But I like having, I like seeing those connections between the books. And I think that's one of the things that I absolutely love about reading a series is because it does, it lasts so long. And um, even though it is a commitment, like it's just I love seeing those little connections and then the foreshadowing and so on and so forth. And um, I think it's really cool how they all just intertwine with one another.
2: Yes, I love foreshadowing. That's one of my favorite things doing it in a book series or even just a book, really. But um, yeah, but that's the, one of the benefits of a series is you can't foreshadow so much. And yeah, I love doing that. <laughs>
1: I have to say I have I used to always think oh yeah you have to start a book one and you have to read through all series is a lot they have to and then I remember I picked up a book and I and one of those where it never you know I don't know when it stopped being where you don't put numbers on the books or even oh. inside the books and you have no idea which book you're reading and it just looked like a stand from what I read at the back it seemed like a standalone. apparently it was like book six oh, in wow. like a it was an open-ended series and I remember Reading it and I never felt like, oh, I'm so out of the loop it was like, exactly like you said, it was still had a, a, its own arc in a way. And all that happened was there were things that were mentioned. And I was like, Oh, that'd be interesting to know. Oh, it's book six. Oh, right. So this must've happened in one of the earlier books. And then I became obsessed with going back and finding all the books. And then as I, as I started reading book one and up to book five, I was like, Oh, that's how that person got that scar, And that's why that person is now dead and things like that. And I always thought that, you know, you could not watch, a, could not read a series unless it was from one, you know, book one onwards. But yeah, I think that's a quite a good idea for writers. And I think it, it, I, it's not always easy, is it, to kind of get that single arc within an overarching arc. I don't think I've actually got that yet.
0: You know what I will say, though? I, it actually bothers me when you pick up a book in the bookstore and there's no number on it like yes. it's book 6 but it doesn't tell you that and you read the back cover and there's like a major spoiler and it it'll be like, you know, after the death of her yes. father. And it just like goes on and then you real and then you're like, oh, okay, so this like starts in a weird place and then you realize it's smack dab in the middle of a series and it's like, well, I know this guy dies now. Like that's actually one of my biggest pet, pee- pet peeves is that I like I like to know where it begins and I don't like, so you know what, I'm actually, so I apologize for all these follow-up questions, but how do you write (laughs) the blurbs for like book two and book three and so on without spoiling any like major events? Yes,
2: no, it's very interesting that you say that actually, because there was a series I was reading and I stopped reading it because I saw a blurb for, I think, book two or three and they had mentioned the death of someone. And I was like, well, now I know this person dies. I don't want to read the rest of the book. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, that those sorts of things. I think the spoilers in there do ruin trying to read a series, especially if you haven't read it. Um, but, yeah, no, definitely, yeah. I don't like spoilers in blurbs. <laughs> and so, yeah, certainly um, when I try and write them. um. I've only written the two so far and I have been thinking about the third one since I am trying to get that to the stage of publishing. So um, I have had to start thinking about the third one. And, um, yeah, there's certainly things that have happened in this third book that I don't want to spoil for people who do read the blurbs. And so, yeah, it is a hard thing. I honestly don't know how I am going to write it without sort of revealing some certain characters or some certain events that didn't happen. But I don't want to do it either because, like I said, as a reader, I know what it's like to read a blurb that spoils things. And I don't want to do that for my own books either. I personally don't like blurbs that spoil things. So I try not to write that myself. But it is hard because also obviously you need to write an interesting blurb (laughs) and you do want people to pick up your book. So it's sort of like, well, how do you do that um, while not spoiling things? I think it's something you really have to um, try and get right. And that's why it's good to have um, even those beta readers and things like that who do know this series and have read it. Um, it's good to be able to ask them sort of what they think of a blurb um, and whether you've either gone too far or not far enough You're trying to make the book sound interesting but not spoil things at the same time
0: That's a good idea to have the beta readers look at the blurb as well Yes, I never thought to do that before but yeah, that's, that's a good idea
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be making notes of all these things Oh, that's a really, I'm going to write that down I didn't think of that I have to say, one of the issues I always have with authors is a lot of authors, when they're bringing out a book, so even if it's like book two or book three, they'll have the book cover and the blurb on the front page of their website. And because, again, like as we've talked, the spoiler, like, after such a body died or at the fall of this city, blah, 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 and it annoys me because you don't even get a chance to kind of step back and think, oh, I don't want to read that. But like on your website, you're very specific that you've got your books like in a um, on the menu. And when you click it, it opens down and you can see which one's the first one, which one's the second one. That way you're not kind of getting that spoiler straight in your face, because honestly, they have ruined so many books for me. And then I get annoyed at the author and then I just don't want to read anything that they've done because of the spoilers. And (laughs) I I always think authors should do that. I think the way you have your website laid out like that. Is definitely a plus point, and I'm t- saying this to all the readers. Oh, I'm saying this to all the li- writers listening. Please do that. We don't want to see spoilers on your first page when we just come to your website. Seriously, so annoying.
2: Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. Totally agree. Yeah, it's not fun. Yeah, when you do accidentally come across things like that. So,
1: I have another question. Oh, <laughs> um, because you said you've got—is it four books you're you're bringing out? Is it five? Yes. Four. four. Um, when you finish your fourth book do you think you would ever release your series bible as like a companion book or like an extra to kind of I mean obviously it might need to be tweaked and everything but and I really like that as kind of like a bonus or even just part of the series you know like if you sell the whole set as a block and have that as an extra do you ever think you might do anything like that?
2: I've never actually heard of people that do do that. I didn't think that was a thing.
1: (laughs) Um, That's really interesting, isn't it? Um,
2: I'm not sure if my notes would actually make sense to anyone but me (laughs) because it's all just a bit of a rambling mess. Um, But, yeah, no, I certainly have... um, so many deleted scenes and things like that and just bits that I've taken out or rewritten or had to remove for you know length and things like that I could probably make another two books just full of just chapters that got cut you know what I mean um and I've, I have seen other books where people have done that where they've included you know something that that they had to take out and things like that um again I don't know if um I would ever do something like that but they're certainly interesting to think about yeah
1: <laughs>
0: Because I agree with Ari on that one. I I enjoy those things as well. It's almost like it's like a getting a collector's item, even though it's not necessarily a collector's edition type thing, but it's just that that like special little piece that completes the journey, I guess. If you I don't know how to explain it, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've
2: never ever thought about that. But yeah, no, it's certainly an interesting idea, yeah. <laughs> And that's, I suppose that's one of the things we think, would anyone even be interested in reading something like that? But yeah, I guess there is people out there who would. Oh yeah, no, there, there definitely <laughs> is. <Yes. laughs> yep.
1: No, I think I saw, I can't remember which author it was because it wasn't one that I, I read a lot of their stuff, but I did like going on their website because I do that. And what they did, I, I can't remember if it was the Bible that they put out or maybe like a mini a mini story like like not even a novella something a bit smaller than a novella but from like a side character but they made it a limited edition print so it was kind of and they made it like they told all the their subscribers about it and they put it on their website they didn't do this massive telling everybody they literally kept it to this small you know anyone who worked on their website anyone who went on their newsletter and apparently it flew off the shelves because people love the idea of it being limited edition and it became this it was like you said like a collector's item and it was just something simple like that and then there was more people going like are you going to do more short stories from other characters and everything and it's like then one series becomes this massive series <laughs> and spin-offs <Yes>. and everything <laughs> but uh yeah just just a thought yeah yeah so, it's interesting for sure you've got yeah it. So you've got all these notes and and as you say it's like writing the bible is so intense because it's like it goes through like your four books it's been going since you've been writing so it's a lot of work and a lot of notes and a lot of of detail and depth that you're in your stories that you as the writer know that a lot of other people will will only have like more surface stuff and I honestly think that is something that people would probably really like so yeah yeah, I think you should think about that and make that part of the thing and then we can all buy it I uh, will definitely think about
2: that but yeah but that's another thing where um, and that's something I'm struggling with at the moment is um, when you do have all that sort of deleted stuff and that stuff that you take out and um, it's all those things those little details that you remember as the writer and then um, you know sometimes you think it's in the book you know <laughs> and then you might reference it later and then like a beater or someone will pick it up and go what are you talking about and you go oh no no this happened and then you think oh no I cut that out like three drafts ago (laughs) and yeah it's just stuff like that that I guess leads to a lot of confusion so yeah so I'm big on the note-taking because yeah you certainly need to actually know what your current draft has in it (laughs) and trying to keep that story straight rather than all the little bits that you remember that I guess no one else will ever know you know what I mean and I like that too I like that um part of sort of writing that only you will know about sort of your own little connection to your own story you
1: know
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah. And I think it'd be like a nice keepsake for you as well. Like you can see all your hard work in like just one glorious book, even though you have the whole series sitting next to it, but you know, whatever, whatever, what this, the whole series is, whatever it's the notes. Yeah. <laughs> <Ew. laughs> so I think we covered a lot in this episode. So before we like wrap it up, Kate, do you have any final pieces of advice that you want to share about writing a book series? No,
2: definitely just and just go with it really. Just yeah, see where it takes you. Um maybe it'll end up in a better place than you thought it would when you first started. (laughs) And certainly there's times when you think, oh, why am I doing this? You know what I mean? It's just going on forever and it's there's a very stress involved in it, trying to keep all these details, you know, um keep the details straight and all that sort of stuff. But it is also a lot of fun too. (laughs) It's certainly a lot of fun to write a series. I don't know if I would have maybe started with a series first. Sometimes I wish maybe I had a written a standalone <laughs> as I was learning to write and all those sorts of things. Um, yes, yeah, so maybe not dive into a series first. <laughs> but um, certainly, yeah, it certainly teaches you a lot about,
0: yeah, putting a book together. Oh, it's, it's a good commitment, though. And yes. it, it is. I agree with you. It's a lot of fun. So, yeah, you just got to go along for the ride. So, Kate, thank you so much for joining us on the show. It's really been a pleasure. Would you like to share a little something about yourself with our listeners? Uh, okay.
2: All right. Yes, I um, will. As we've said already, I have my writing blog that I love sharing blog posts to and with people and things like that. I've published sort of a new post every two weeks, <laughs> um, which is funny enough because I was writing i for, for the first few years of the blog, I did publish something every week. <laughs> Um, but then when I actually started publishing my books, there was no time. <laughs> you know what I mean? So then you're on deadlines and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, so then I've, I've moved it to every two weeks as a new blog post. But um, yeah, now I really enjoy doing that. It's up on my blog. I love taking photos. Um, if you've been following me for a while, you know, just like, take a lot of daily walks. So I'll take photos of, just sort of the areas that I walk and things like that I take a lot of photos of my cats (laughs) my cats are the sort of the real stars of my Instagram and I'm sure that's why half the people are following me (laughs) because of the cats (laughs) but they're always on there and um yeah they're really good they love sitting sort of on the desk when I'm writing and yeah they're just always around and it's certainly a lot more fun (laughs) to write with them around except for of course when they're walking across
0: my keyboard and things like that (laughs) hey you can't go wrong with having a couple of cats (laughs) (laughs) Well, all of, Kate, all of Kate's links will be in the description below, so be sure to go check her out. And thanks again for joining us on the podcast. It was, it was a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. But now we're going to turn it over to you guys. Do you write a series or a trilogy, or do you write standalone books? But if you write a series, what are some tips that you have? We'd love to chat about it, so let us know your answers in the comments below. And if you want to get some more of the podcast, then be sure to follow us on Podbean, YouTube, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And for as little as $1 a month, you can join us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash The Merry Writer Podcast for bonus content. It helps keep the show going, so we really do appreciate the support. But in the meantime, you can tune in every Wednesday for a new episode of The Merry Writer Podcast where we ask all the right questions. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Excessive Caffeine, we drink a lot. The music titled Inspired is by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons 4.0.